helping you plan for a successful retirement and what's right for you and your family. This is The Aging Hour with Bill Davis and elder law attorney Phil George of Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. The opinions expressed by the hosts and guests are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. You know, it's always a pleasure when you make a little time for us here on uh, KGMI and for the uh, the Aging Hour brought to you by Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. I'm Bill Davis. I'm uh, I am merely the conduit. I am merely <laughs> the uh, the small insignificant co-host to introduce the star of the program and that would be elder law attorney Phil George. And uh Phil by yeah. the way do you like the intro? First of all, well, say, this say is yes. far too modest. You like, you're, no, no, no. You're you far like, too modest no, over say, there. You like the intro, right? I, it was fantastic. And the reason he likes the intro, uh-huh. oh. right here, it's just how he wrote it, right on my script. <laughs> Anyways, good to see you, buddy. How <laughs> are you? Good seeing you. Doing real well. Uh, the age, you know, before we get to yeah. uh, how folks can contact you, you know, uh-huh. I'm thinking maybe there might be somebody listening for the very first time. Yeah. What's this show about? Absolutely. So this show is... I want it to be a one-stop shop for people that have questions about aging, questions about retirement, questions about how to retire successfully. Um, For people who have been wondering, you know, what do I do if I'm worried about my mom or dad? Or when should I start looking for social security? Or when should I trigger social security? Or or when should I start looking for Medicare benefits? Or Mm -hmm. should I have a will or a trust or avoid probate? Or how do I get my kids to stop fighting? This should be your resource for that. And that's the goal here. We want to talk about everything that has to do with aging because there's no, nobody is talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so if we can provide the community up here with uh, uh, an avenue to learn about these different things, to make them more successful in their own planning, mm-hmm. then that's a win for us. And, and I think that, you know, at that point, we're really doing our civic duty. So mm. that's really what this show's about. If you want to contact Phil, radio at safeharborlegal.com. You want to send mm-hmm. him an email, uh, suggest a topic or a question for an upcoming show. Once again, radio at uh, safeharborlegal.com. Dot com. The first show of October. Oh, yeah, boy. It's uh, October number one. What are we uh, chatting about today? So we got a few good things here. We've got a question that came in from a client. This is actually uh, a question that came in um, when I was in Oak Harbor. We talked about that here yeah. last week. Right. Um, so we got a question that came in. This couple came up and they basically just wanted to know, well, what if we don't have legal documents? Right. So we'll talk about that. And believe me, my, my head blew up there. Mm -hmm. Uh, we've got a couple of articles. The first one, uh, five retirement risks to avoid in 2022. Mm -hmm. And we've got the top 10 Medicare mistakes in our running theme with uh, open enrollment for Medicare coming up here. Mm -hmm. And then we'll get to the wrap up where we just kind of tie a nice, neat ribbon around everything uh, and give you some thoughts to go home with and wish you a good weekend. Okay. Well, let's uh, jump into our first question. Mm -hmm. And once again, by the way, if you have one for Phil, radio at Safe Harbor Legal. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this uh, apparently when you were in uh, Oak Harbor, you mm-hmm. said uh, this opened up your eyes. The, yeah. uh, the, the question you got, yeah. uh, they, the uh, couple was saying uh, how, you know, they have to do all this planning. Uh-huh. Uh, and then they came up to you and said, uh, we don't have any legal documents. Right. Are, are we okay? <laughs> and I think I know your answer. Yeah. And so, you know, they're asking basically, what if I don't have these legal documents? And, and so first of all, folks, uh, I want you to know that it's just fine if you don't have legal documents because the government has a plan for you. Yeah. <laughs> However, <laughs> exactly. it would be better if you didn't take exactly because right? yeah. I don't think that sure. you're going to like this plan that the government's got for you. This yeah. might come as a huge surprise, but I think that you would rather make a decision on what happens to your money sure. than letting the government do that for you. And so, what I thought about here is what we're going to do is we're going to really talk to this person about specifically what happens if I don't have a will, if I don't have a power of attorney, if I don't have a living will. What does that look like? What does okay. that mean for my family and myself? All right. So, uh, so I don't have a will. So I don't so, have a will. So what happens? Or don't have a tr- well, if you don't have a will or a trust, what happens is at that point, um, your family has to take your estate through probate and they use what are called the laws of intestate succession right. to determine who gets your assets. And so this does a couple of different things. One, it makes the whole probate process much, much longer because sure. now the court has to look into everything, divine, try to divine if you had any kind of intent on where you wanted things to go. But basically, they get to then say who gets your assets. And, and just as, a, as an example here, 
If you've got a wife and kids, uh, the wife gets to take about three quarters of the estate, mm-hmm. and a quarter gets to go to your kids. But they're happy about that, right? I would imagine most yeah. most wives wouldn't be too happy about yeah. that, right? Yeah. And if you don't have any kids, mm-hmm. yeah, check this out. If you don't have any kids, your wife would get about eighty-seven, eighty-eight percent of your estate. Where's the rest go? Your mom and dad. Okay. And if you don't have a mom and dad because they've passed away, goes to your brothers and sisters. Oh, so it just it's kind of a step thing. It goes <laughs> Exactly. And can you imagine how mad your spouse might be if they only get 88% of your house? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) And and your brother or your sister or, God forbid, your nieces or nephews get the other 12% of your house? I was thinking that you would have relatives that you never knew coming out of the woodwork for that 12%. Man, absolutely. So, but you can get ahead of this, right? This, you don't have to turn this into just a menagerie, but this does. It it makes probate much longer. It Mm -hmm. makes probate much, much more expensive. And talk about being a burden on your family, right? If one of your goals is to, just in life, is not to be a burden on people, and don't get me wrong, some people, they like to be burdens, right? Mm -hmm. But I understand that, but... Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, right? uh, let me let me give you a, a, a quick example yeah. of what happened in my life. When my uh, when my mom uh, passed away, we desperately, in the last couple of weeks of her life, tried to get a, a POA, power yeah. of attorney, done. Yeah. Uh, and she just wouldn't sign off on it. I, yeah. I don't know if it was control. I don't know what. But it, it caused, jeez, it, it caused about 18 months yeah. uh, worth of stuff. If you don't have a POA, is yeah. that, is that it's a, a nightmare. bad thing? It's yeah. a nightmare. A lot of people think that if something happens to your spouse, you can just go and make decisions for them and it doesn't matter. They think the same thing about their adult children too, mm-hmm. right? If my adult child gets in an accident, it doesn't, you know, I can make decisions for them if they can't make decisions for themselves. That's really False, yeah. right? Now, you might run into a very well-intentioned uh, doctor at the hospital who will listen to your advice if you want to you know, um, make a suggestion on mm-hmm. what to do with your spouse or your child. But when it comes to financial assets, you're stuck, mm-hmm. right? Banks, they are so risk-averse, they're very afraid of getting sued for something, so they really follow the rules by mm-hmm. the book. And so if if I end up um, in a position where I get in a car accident or I have a stroke or I fall and hit my head, anything like that, and I can't make decisions for myself, if I don't have a power of attorney, something that allows my wife to actually make decisions for me, mm-hmm. my wife has to go and get a guardianship over me. Mm. And a guardianship is – it's an awful process. First of all, they just changed all the rules on guardianships here in Washington. Right. Um, but secondly, it's expensive. It takes a lot of court time. And that's, you know, before my wife can make any decisions whatsoever. So mm-hmm. if that takes six months to do, yeah. um, you know, what happens if she needs to do something with the house in that time? So I've really, really put her behind the eight ball if I don't have that kind of document in place. But again, it's up to you. You know, the government will assign somebody to make decisions on your behalf. And that's what a guardianship is if you don't make them for yourself. Mm-hmm. So. And then the last thing we'll talk about is a living will. What happens if I don't have a living will? Well, with a living will, that document basically says, it tells doctors and hospitals, if you're at the hospital or in a nursing home and you're in a persistent vegetative state, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, it lets them know whether or not you want to be uh, hooked up to machines and allowed to stay alive forever or um, basically unhooked and allowed to pass naturally. Right. So right. if you don't have that document... Doctors are probably going to err on the side of caution and keep you plugged in as long as they feel is is safe for them uh, so they don't get sued. Sure. Um, they will ask your family, but putting your family in a position where, you know, one child gets to say, you know, pull the plug. Dad's always said pull the and plug. And the other one says. And the other one says, no. well, I recently became then a devout you got a something you got a or problem. other. Yeah. Exactly. Big. It's just a nonstop fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can, see, that's just it. I always talk about these documents. Can you, you can avoid, tell I'm worked up. Can you avoid all this? <laughs> you can avoid all this. Yeah. And it's what we talk about all the time. Do your planning. Get your documents done. Can Do your documents in along with thinking about all of these other things, your health, your housing, your finances, your your family dynamics, so that mm-hmm. you can set your family up for success. Don't make them have to jump through all these hoops. Don't put this kind of burden on them. Folks, this is something you should really, really get done. Yeah. 
Uh, if you uh, have an upcoming uh, an idea for a show or uh, you know an email question uh, that uh, you want Phil to answer, uh, he's very happy to do so. Phil uh, Phil George, elder mm-hmm. law attorney with uh, Safe Harbor Legal Solutions here on the Aging Hour. Uh, the uh, email address radio at safeharborlegal.com, Radio at safeharborlegal.com, But mm-hmm. uh, they can also call you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the phone number you can call me at three six zero seven four six seventy one sixty nine. That's three six zero seven four six 7169. I think I can put this entire segment uh, encapsulated in uh, in just a couple of uh, two or three words. You can avoid yeah. all of these problems. Absolutely. Uh, some other things you want to avoid oh, in yeah. the future if you're uh, going to be retiring are uh, uh, risks you shouldn't be taking. Would Absolutely. you like to talk about that? We'll be looking at an article, Five Retirement Risks to Avoid in 2022. Make Stay sure tuned. make sure you hang around for our uh, second segment. This is going to be uh, very important to you here on The Aging Hour, brought to you by Safe Harbor Legal Solutions here on KGMI. Any and all information provided by this radio program is for general information and entertainment purposes and is not intended to give legal advice. Listening or interacting with this radio program does not create an attorney-client relationship, and any information sent to this radio program may not be constituted as attorney-client privilege. It is important that you seek counsel and discuss your case with a competent attorney. Review your local state bar for information on each attorney you hire. Are you a woman worried about your aging parents? More than 75% of family caregivers in the U.S. are women. And unfortunately, most of these women end up having to leave their careers to take care of their aging parents. But this doesn't have to be you. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions can help. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will guide your parents through creating an estate and retirement plan that will take you from caregiver to care manager. That means you won't be the one helping your parents bathe or get dressed. Instead, you'll manage the care who come to help your parents with their daily life so you can ensure your parents' well-being without having to sacrifice your career. Don't let a lack of planning steal your hard-earned future. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you'll be by your parents' side without putting your life to the side. Don't wait until it's too late. Learn how a plan from Safe Harbor Legal Solutions can help your parents and help you. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. Isn't it finally time to get your affairs in order? You've been putting it off and putting it off, but did you know more than 70% of retirement plans fail when families need them most? Don't let your family be one of the 70%. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions help. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will show you how to give yourself the best possible chance at a dignified retirement and the best possible chance for peace of mind for your whole family. That means no running out of money from uncovered long-term care costs or extravagant death taxes. No being forced out of your home against your wishes and never becoming a burden on your loved ones. Don't let a lack of planning spoil your retirement or your family's future. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you won't have to worry about being one of the 70% that fail. Let the folks at Safe Harbor Legal Solutions show you how to set your family up for success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. How confident are you in your estate plan? Confident enough to know you won't run out of money from uncovered long-term care costs? Confident enough to know you won't be forced out of your home against your wishes? Confident enough to know you'll never become a burden on your loved ones? If you aren't 100% confident in your estate plan, it's not the plan for you. Don't risk it and don't wait until it's too late. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions help. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will make sure you can lead a dignified retirement and offer your family peace of mind. So you'll never have to worry about exorbitant expenses, being forced from your home, or becoming a burden. And if you don't have an estate plan yet, the attorneys at Safe Harbor Legal Solutions are there to guide you. Put your plan in place today so you can prepare yourself and your family for the future, no matter what it holds. Safe Harbor Legal will show you exactly how to set your family up for success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. The show is called The Aging Hour, brought to you by Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. Or if you just want to call it the Safe Harbor Aging Hour... 
That's okay, too. Uh, Phil George, uh, elder law attorney with us, as always. I'm Bill Davis. Uh, Phil is here to uh, basically answer your questions mm-hmm. or uh, talk about topics Absolutely. for uh, future shows. And uh, you can email him at radio at safeharborlegal.com. Once again, that's radio at safeharborlegal.com. You can go to uh, KGMI, listen to the podcast. Uh, I know there's a number of other places. Absolutely. You can go to uh, speaker.com. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, you can go to iHeartRadio. Anywhere where you'd really find, uh, you know, uh, podcasts out there, you can go to the KGMI website. You can mm-hmm. find us there. And soon you'll find them on uh, my website, safeharborlegal.com. And if you're lucky enough to have a certain type of filling that your dentist has put uh, on, oh. uh, like, one of your crowns, yeah. you might be able to pick up the radio station uh, on that <laughs> filling. At least that's what I hear the Black Hawk helicopter oh, conspiracy yeah. theory people say. I love that. You know, that they're, they've got yeah. those little implants and, and, they, and, can... and the government's watching them. And listening to the, anyway, and you get the radio. Say, is that how you get five G too? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Sweet. Oh, yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Streaming through Ex- your teeth. That's great. Okay. So, um, and and we're joking around, but we got a serious topic. Oh, right yeah. now About uh, a lot of risks that you mm-hmm. need to avoid. Yeah. yeah. So th- this is an article that came out from Smart Asset, and it was uh, written by Eric Reed, and it's just five things that uh, five retirement risks to avoid in 2022. And the first one, there's a longevity risk. Right. This isn't going to come as any surprise, but well, how, how do you avoid living longer? I mean, you're, you are you telling us we need to stop living longer? That that's a big risk. Everybody hold your breath. Yeah, no. Really? no. Uh, so the, the risk is what happens when you do live longer. Oh, okay. Right? right. So Americans, they're living longer. Uh, we're actually living healthier, so yeah. we're staying mobile longer. And what this does is it, it prolongs the amount of time that your savings has to last you. Right. Well, sure. Um, and it is so sometimes that makes that real hard for folks. Uh, as a matter of fact, the IRS, um, they just recently raised their average life expectancy. So that's what they base uh, required minimum distributions I, on I would, and things I would like have that. It would have been in the that uh, the average age that you pass away, maybe in the late 70s, but no, that's increased. They increased it to 84.6. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, have a, I have the possibility. I'm going to be turning 70 yeah. next year. I got the possibility of, of living 14.6 more years. Not even the possibility. The expectancy. Expectancy oh, okay. of living uh, 14.6 more years. All right. Uh, and, and, you know, that's backed up by a lot of different studies. Once you reach the age of 70, um, you're very likely to live to, to 90. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, but right, that living longer, like we we're talking about, that more living money. healthier, I gotta have more it money. does. It takes yeah. all those those nights out and the mm-hmm. wine and the trips and all that kind of stuff, gifts to grandkids, all that kind of good stuff. It takes money. Um, now, it does mean smaller requirement uh, RMDs for people, required minimum distributions. So. Okay. When you turn 71 and a half, uh, you have to start taking distributions from IRAs and 401ks. That's based on the amount of time that the IRS thinks you have left to live. So if they extended that, then RMDs will be smaller. Okay. That's a good well, thing. Well, that's, yeah, that's good. Absolutely. Yeah. But retirees, like we're talking about, they're probably going to have to start looking for additional revenue streams. Yeah. Um, or at least some of them will if their savings don't last them long enough. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the next one, number two, the tedium risk. I have no idea what this means. You're going to have to explain this. Man, oh, man. So, um, you know, many retirees, they they create, they have this anticipated budget. So they get into retirement. They create a budget. They Mm -hmm. say, okay, this is how much I'm going to need for... For utilities, this is how much I'm going to need for my car and my insurance, like and my healthcare, all that kind gotcha. of stuff. Okay. Um, so yeah, they they've got that all planned out for themselves. But what we're finding out is that a lot of retirees they kind of underestimate their wants. Mm. And what I mean by that is that once you're retired, there's well, there's a couple of things. There's a lot more hours in the day. Right, um, you're talking to, fun stuff. Exactly, fun stuff we don't we don't think about. You want to go fishing, okay. or bowling, right. or right. playing darts, or mm-hmm. whatever that hobby is. Yeah. You got more time to do it, and so um, there's a risk of of overspending early in retirement. And if you overspend early in retirement, then that's going to restrict what you can do later in retirement, and that leads to tedium, which is being bored. How about mm-hmm. how about over budget? And under no no overestimate yes. what I'm gonna need and absolutely under, uh, and and underspend ah isn't that and that's the way it should be See, I would think you, so you you would yeah. do a good stand in for Warren Buffett nice man oh okay. man so we've covered we've covered two of the risks yes uh, uh, retirement wise what's the uh, third one third one's healthcare costs so well, sure. a lot of yeah. people they underestimate their healthcare costs and they underestimate them 
uh, one, just because people don't realize that you're probably going to spend close to $300,000 on healthcare in your retirement. But two, they just really don't understand how Medicare works. And so what we'll talk about with this one is just kind of what those different parts of Medicare are and kind of what they're supposed to pay for. Okay. So like there's part A. Part A. Part A pays for your stay in hospitals. Mm -hmm. Uh, They stay in hospitals. They pay for stays in skilled nursing facilities uh, up to 100 days. They pay for home health services. They pay for uh, that kind of stuff as long as certain conditions are met. Okay. Now with Part A, there's no monthly premium for that. That's just something that you get uh, as long. It's something you get for free, I should say, as long as either you or your spouse have worked enough um, enough qualifying quarters right. to receive it. Okay. And I believe that that's 40 quarters of work um, right. you've paid into. But if you've done that, then Part A is free. If you haven't done that, mm-hmm. you can get from your spouses if they have. And if they haven't, then you're going to be paying a premium for Part A. Mm-hmm. Part B. Part- now, now, Part B, that's the one. Uh, I, I'm pulling Social Security benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, part B is... Comes out de- of Social Security. De- it's the deduction. I, I'm thinking it's, I, I want to guess, it's like 170. It's exactly right. Or so, something like that. Exactly so that's right. coming out of mine. That's what I'm paying. Exactly okay. right. And yeah. Part B pays for doctor services, mm-hmm. right? The in and out of the hospital. It pays for outpatient care, lab work, screenings. Uh, it covers medical equipment and supplies. Yeah. You, like you're saying, you do have a monthly premium. Sure. I think it's about 170 between 170 and 80, 180 bucks. Right. This part of Medicare is intended to cover uh, about 80% of costs that aren't covered by Part A. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then that leaves you with another 20% that you have to cover. Which you probably need a supplement. Exactly uh, right. So which, which I got. And exactly everybody knows right. back in 2018 when I broke my leg yep. and my benefits mm-hmm. were, I, I think uh, the cost would have been close to 100000 Right, over. if you didn't have a good policy. If I, did, if, if I had not had a supplement, I yeah. would have been on the hook for 20000 exactly. of that. Luckily, I had a supplement. Exactly. And I think I, I think I told you at one time, uh, my total cost uh, out of pocket was like 380 That's just amazing. Like that. That's amazing. Now, we also got Part C, right? We got Part C. Well, yeah. so uh, back to Part B just oh, okay. a little bit here. So you've got that 20% you're supposed to cover. How do you cover it on, out of your own? Um, you do it with either a Medigap policy, and that's what right. you have, a really good Medigap policy. Yeah. Or you can go to Part C, which mm-hmm. is really a Medicare Advantage plan. Those are the ones you see the exactly. TV ads on. Exactly. Yeah. That's one where, uh, um, what's the, Joe Namath, Joe right? Namath, and uh, uh, Tom Walker. Walker. Exactly, yeah, right? right. They, they had their opinions about that. and But those Part C, what Part C really does is it kind of packages all of this together and the insurance companies are paying for it. So um, you can get real low cost um, mm-hmm. Part Bs. Um, you can get low premium Part B, or I'm sorry, Part Cs. Uh, they're out there, but that's basically what Part C does. And then, of course, you've got Part D, and that helps you pay for prescription drug costs. Yeah. And right. so making sure that you understand all of those parts and how they work and how you can tweak them to make sure that you're paying as little in healthcare as possible becomes incredibly important. So that was uh, numero dos, uh, yeah, no, uh, numero trace, trace yeah. uh, as far as the ri- the five risks mm-hmm. to avoid. How about, uh, how about quattro? Number four, you have poor asset or risk allocation. And, and what this is basically is that people do one of two things. They're either too risk averse when it comes to retirement. So uh, what they do is they take all of their investments and they put them in very, very low risk uh, um, investments. So this would be things like bonds or annuities, that type of stuff. The problem of that is it, I mean, it is very safe, but is your are your investments going to grow to to keep place pace with inflation? Mm-hmm. Um, are they going to you know last you through your retirement? If you've got too much stuff that doesn't uh, increase in value enough, then you have a higher chance of running out of money right before you run out of life. Mm-hmm. Um, the other way this works is you have people that are just so gung ho for investing that they get real risky, right? Um, the high risk, high reward folks where mm-hmm. they go out and they they invest everything in their in their uncle's you know shoe shop or whatever right. yeah. it is, and you know, you have to be real careful with that. A good plan is, uh, is to have a good mix of both. A balance, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. That, uh, that makes total sense. Uh, Cinco. Cinco. Number Cinco. five. Okay. Inflation. Right, one of the retirement well, sure. risks is inflation, yeah. and so every every retirement plan should hedge for inflation. And this is, you know, like we were just talking about with the last one. There's a, a, a lot of people in retirement they try to shift their investments to safer assets. Mm-hmm. Now, shifting your assets to safer investment it protects you from market fluctuation. But it it doesn't help you for inflation a lot of times. If inflation is at four, five, six, seven, eight percent, whatever it is right now, and you're only returning two percent because you're in a safe investment, that's kind of a recipe for running out of money down the road. So mm-hmm. that's something that you definitely want to avoid. Uh, yeah. Um, 
Bottom line on all Bottom this. Bottom line. What would so, it be? but it's not always about building the biggest pile of money. And we talk about this all the time. Mm. Just having the biggest pile of money in retirement isn't any kind of guarantee that you're going to be successful. It helps, right? I'm not going to try to, to blow smoke in your ear and tell you that it doesn't, but it there's more involved than that if you want to be successful. And, you know, that's what we talk about with Life Plan um, and talk about it on this show. Unfortunately, all these articles we look at, they're kind of geared towards finances. Right. And I don't want people to think that that's the end all be all of retirement planning. There are other things to consider. He is uh, Phil George, elder law attorney, not a fan of blowing smoke in your ear at all. Uh, with Safe Harbor Legal <laughs> Solutions, the aging hour. We're going to continue here in just a moment. And for those of you who are on Medicare, and uh, one of two people in this studio happens to be, are, are there a few mistakes maybe that uh, we want to cover? We'll talk about 10 of them. Okay. All right. We'll do that here in just a moment. Did you know that if you have a will, your spouse will probably have to take your estate through probate after you die? That's right. A will is designed to take your estate through probate. That means your spouse will be responsible for paying your final tab after you pass. Probates are usually a minimum of $5,000 and take at least six months to complete. But we've all heard those horror stories about probates that cost way more and take way longer than that. If you want to learn how to avoid one of these fiascos when you or your spouse passes, then reach out to Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will guide you through a plan that reduces the risk of financial burden on the loved one you leave behind. Don't set your spouse up for failure. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you can keep your spouse from having to go through probate after you pass. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions show you how to set your family up for future success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. What's the single biggest financial threat to a successful retirement? Uncovered long-term care costs. The average cost of care in a nursing home in Washington State is $10,000 per month. Even a good-sized estate can quickly run out of money with those kinds of costs. You need care, but you don't want to leave a bill behind for your family. So what if there was another way? What if you could transfer onto governmental benefits so your spouse wouldn't have to spend down all their money? What if you could give your family all the tools they need to get you out of a rehab facility and recovering in your own home? What if you knew you would never become a burden on your loved ones? All of this is possible with a plan from Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. Don't let a lack of planning steal your retirement or your loved one's future. Learn how a plan from Safe Harbor Legal Solutions can give you a dignified retirement and give your family peace of mind. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. Are you a woman worried about your aging parents? More than 75% of family caregivers in the U.S. are women. And unfortunately, most of these women end up having to leave their careers to take care of their aging parents. But this doesn't have to be you. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions can help. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will guide your parents through creating an estate and retirement plan that will take you from caregiver to care manager. That means you won't be the one helping your parents bathe or get dressed. Instead, you'll manage the care who come to help your parents with their daily life so you can ensure your parents' well-being without having to sacrifice your career. Don't let a lack of planning steal your hard-earned future. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you'll be by your parents' side without putting your life to the side. Don't wait until it's too late. Learn how a plan from Safe Harbor Legal Solutions can help your parents and help you. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. A properly operating furnace will guarantee that you stay comfortable as the seasons change. Contact West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electric for a system inspection today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Aging 
hour. That's uh, what we're bringing you right now, the aging hour. Well, not we're bringing it to you. Actually, our friends at uh, Safe Harbor Legal Solutions are bringing it to you, the Safe Harbor uh, Aging Hour here on KGMI. I'm Bill Davis along with uh, elder law attorney Phil George, who um, who has forgotten more than I know about all these <laughs> subjects uh, that we're going to talk about. And if you have one, if you got a question, if you got a, a topic for uh, an upcoming show uh, about aging and all of, uh, of all the things it entails, mm-hmm. well, you can send him an email, radio at safeharborlegal.com, radio at safeharborlegal.com, and uh, Phil will make sure that uh, he answers your question or brings up the, that topic on a future show. I'm very interested uh, in our segment uh, that we want to chat about today because mm-hmm. it has, you said you, uh, you saw an article uh, about the top 10 Medicare mistakes. Absolutely. I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have, uh, as you know, I've told you before, my wife Lisa was in the insurance game mm-hmm. uh, for a long time, and I know some other folks who mm-hmm. did. And I basically said, hey, when I turned 65 and I'm on Medicare and yeah. Medigap and what Medicare Advantage, what do I do? Yeah. They told me what to do. And so far, it's, yeah. it's worked out well. It's Absolutely. so funny because when I signed up for uh, Medicare, it was like, Three months later, I broke my leg and yeah. had that catastrophic injury. Thank had gosh. I been on private yeah. insurance, that would have—I I probably would have been out a little more, you know, out of pocket a little oh, bit absolutely. more. Oh, uh, absolutely. But when it was all over with, with the. Uh, uh, with the insurance, with Medicare, with the Medigap and everything, I was mm-hmm. out like three, four hundred bucks that for is, the year for a yeah. hundred thousand yeah. dollar surgery. Isn't that just amazing? No, no, it oh, is. It I, really is. I, uh, I, I happen to be a fan of socialized medicine <laughs> <laughs> because that's that's kind of what Medicare well, is. Because I've been paying into it. All well, these can you years. imagine having to pay out of your pocket for yeah, the hundred and so thousand dollars? But you say there's some mistakes. Of course, that can yeah, and, and there are. And so it's it's this article that came out. Uh, the author of the article is Patricia Berry, and of mm-hmm. course we're talking about Medicare because open enrollment period starts here and just. Uh, Mm-hmm. Starts in just about two, two weeks. Two, yeah, two, yeah. two weeks. Yeah. Uh, the fifteenth of this month goes so, on through the seventh. Seventh of, 7th of December. December. Okay. Exactly right. And gotcha. so we're going to be talking more and more about uh, Medicare just as kind of we get through this period. Um, but so this is ten Medicare mistakes. Now the first mistake they have here is assuming you don't qualify if you haven't worked long enough. You mentioned that earlier about yeah. uh, earning four. 40, 40 credits or quarters or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Right? So you have to have 40 credits or 40 quarters of work where you've paid into Medicare mm-hmm. um, in order for you to personally qualify 40, for Medicare. Four, 40 quarters would be see, 10 quarters, years. Four a year. Was that 10? 10 years. 10 years worth yep. of what work. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Now, the nice thing is... Does it have to be consecutive or can it... Can no, it, it can be chopped up. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, if you don't have it, a lot of times you can, you can go off of your spouse's record if your oh. spouse has it. Okay. But just because you don't have the 40 credits doesn't mean that you can't sign up for Medicare. You can still sign up for Medicare. It just means that you're going to pay a premium for Part A. Okay. All right. Those folks who haven't worked long enough um, or don't have that kind of work record, what happens is, like I said, they end up paying a premium for Part A. But if you have done that, uh, Part A is no cost to you. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, So, yeah, you just want to make sure that that you're talking to somebody about this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't just assume that you don't qualify because you haven't worked long enough or because you talk to somebody in the cubicle next to you or don't assume that you qualify exactly right. way. just make sure you talk to an expert absolutely so number two failing to enroll in part b when you should so part b remember this is the one that pays for uh the stuff that the doctors do to you and some medical equipment and stuff like that pays my, about 80 percent of those costs my wife uh lisa hammered me on this especially when i turned 65 mm-hmm. you know she said you got to get this. You got to get this done. Oh, you got to get it done quick. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you have to get it in during a specific period of time. Right. And if you don't, you're going to pay late penalties for it. And those sure. late penalties are ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can avoid it under a couple circumstances. One of those circumstances, if you're receiving health care from an employer and your employer has more than 20 employees and you're actively working for them, mm-hmm. you can delay your Part B. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. It's. You got to keep your eye on this, though, right. because if you don't, if you mess this up and you don't go and 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 register for Part B and sign up for it when you're supposed to, this can really cost you down this, the road. This can go into perpetuity, absolutely, yeah, as far as penalties and things like that. Absolutely, yeah. for for those folks that aren't going to be uh, getting health coverage from either their jobs if they qualify or their spouse's jobs if they qualify, you basically have a seven month window. You have three months before your 65th birthday, the month of your 65th birthday and the three months after your 65th birthday in order to go in and and actually sign up for part b so that's something you should do um do it yeah 
Yeah, don't wait. Uh, there's a lot of folks I know who think that uh, they may not need uh, Part B. Yeah. Or or may, uh, what about Cobra? Uh, yeah, exactly. Into it as well, right? Exactly. And that, that's his third one. People believe that they don't have to sign up for Part B if they're a retiree, if they're getting retiree health care, or if they're on a Cobra plan. Cobra. Okay. So with retirees, um, you have to be real careful with that, whether or not you can get a Part B. There are rules about the – so let's say you retire as a teacher, and mm-hmm. now you're getting teacher's health benefits. You have to be real careful with that. And that's something that you're going to want to talk to. You're going to want to talk to your union representative if you're a teacher, just to make sure that you don't need that part B, mm-hmm. uh, that you won't get penalized for it. Um, so reach out and have those conversations with those folks early. Don't wait until two months after your 65th birthday to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Do it early so you know exactly what you have to do. And the other one, we're talking about COBRA benefits. And so COBRA benefits allow you to basically uh, pay for health care, the health care that you were receiving from your former employer for about 18 months after you leave your job. Mm-hmm. Um, so you obviously, so if you think about what a COBRA is, a COBRA covers you when you're no longer working, right? And that's not one of the things that allows you to delay your Part B. Okay. Um, you have to be receiving health care from a company that has more than 20 employees and you're actively working for them yeah. or your spouse is actively working for them. Mm-hmm. You can't just get onto Cobra. Okay. And why would you want to? Cobra's sure. going to cost you 1200 bucks, 1500 bucks a month. Right. Part B would cost you 170 bucks a month. Makes, so it uh, makes perfect financial sense. There. Absolutely. Now, I, uh, I signed up uh, for Medicare when I was uh, 65. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have heard from some friends yeah. uh, who, you know, and I know the retirement age uh, expands a little bit. I think it was 66 for me. It's going to be 67 maybe for Lisa. You know, mm-hmm. and it goes up and up. Yeah. But I, I heard from some friends, they say, well, okay, that's fine. But, you yeah. know, don't you have to wait until your retirement age? Right. And, I, and I just knew that from right. experience. Uh-uh. Right. And, and people make that mistake a lot. Yeah. They think, um, oh, uh, I don't have to get on Medicare until I start taking my Social Security right. or I don't have to get on Medicare until my full retirement age from Social Security, that Not kind of thing. True. Not right. true. Yeah. Again, your time for Medicare is 65. You sign up for it three months before the uh, the three months before your birthday, the month of your birthday and mm-hmm. the three months after. Yeah. That's your open enrollment. It's not your Social Security full retirement age. You know, my birthday was in February mm-hmm. uh, that time. And and. Three in November, mm. I started getting hammered at home. Absolutely, saying it's time to sign. Up. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what about Part D? Yeah. So um, basically, you have to you have to sign up for Part Part D. It's right. important. Yeah. If you don't sign up for Part That's D, you're going to get penalized. Exactly. Plan, right? Part D yeah. helps cover costs for prescriptions. It's usually relatively low cost. Yeah. We're talking about you know twenty bucks or less most of the time. Mm-hmm. But what will happen is somebody will get to the point where they're signing up for for Medicare. They'll be 65 or the last three months of their 64th year, right. and they'll think, well, I'm not taking any prescriptions. Why would I sign up for Part D? That was kind of my thinking there, mm-hmm. but the, the, I was told, oh, no, you got to do it because exactly. there's penalties. Involved. There's a hefty penalty, and yeah. that penalty follows you through the rest of your life. It's not like yeah. you know Perpetuity. what they do. is it's exactly be there They add to your premium if you don't take it at 65. So yeah. you're better off just signing up for Part D when you sign up for Part B. Okay. Absolutely. Just just get it taken care of. Mm-hmm. And again, unless you have a Medicare Advantage plan and that kind of it's like an omnibus package. It packages everything together for you. So yeah. they take care of that. You were uh, you were stressing the enrollment period yes. uh, a little bit earlier. Could that yeah. well be a, a Absolutely. mistake we make? Absolutely. People have this mistake where they think that the only time they can sign up for Medicare is during the open enrollment period. So yeah. October 5th, I'm sorry, October 15th through December, December 7th. December, right. And that's not the case. Open enrollment is for people that are changing their career current Medicare plans. Your open enrollment is, like I've been saying here, three months before, the month of, and three months after. So if your birthday is in April, right, and and you wait until October 15th to talk to somebody about signing up for Medicare, you're going to be in trouble because you're going to have to pay some extended premiums mm-hmm. on Part B and on Part D. Yeah. So remember, it's about when you originally sign up for Medicare, it's about your birthday. It's not about the open enrollment period. Sounds like you need to have somebody to... Uh, help navigate you through that maze because it, it was yeah I t- like I told you I looked at it and said I don't understand this and I turned it over to you know people who knew what they were mm-hmm. uh, talking about um, 
let's expand a little on the, the Part D uh, sure. drug plan. Yeah. Uh, you, you said that was uh, that was another problem, another yeah. mistake people made. And so the, the mistake that people make here is that they just pick their Part D pan, plan based upon what their neighbor says or what okay. their friend says. All right. Exactly. X that out. Yeah. yeah. And so and we talk about that all the time. Don't yeah. get your information from the person next to you in church or the person next to you, you know, at work. Um, do your own research. Should, should they uh, choose it on the basis Absolutely. of what the they're part, having to take? The part whatever? D okay. that's that's best for you is based on your prescriptions that you're gotcha. taking. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so the next one we've got is being too late to buy Medigap with full protection. So we know that part A covers most. We know that part B uh, covers doctor's stuff. Uh, and that Part B covers 80%, you have to cover 20%. If mm-hmm. you want to get a good Medigap policy with full protection, you need to purchase that within six months of enrolling for Part B. Oh. Uh, if you And if you do that, if you purchase your Medigap policy within that six months, they can't deny you because of pre-existing conditions, right. and they cannot deny you if you've got something else going on. Mm-hmm. If you wait longer than that six months, then they can start diving into those your health history. You're going to pay more. Factor in. Absolutely. Yeah. The next one, failing to read through your annual notice of change. Usually you get those in the mail, right? Uh, you you get those in the mail. Mm-hmm. I know that they're horrendous. They're huge. Your plans change every year. Um, you need to be looking through that. Or if you don't look through it, talk to somebody else. Uh, reach out to a Medicare professional so that you can know how your plan is changing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes these plans change so drastically that they no longer they no longer give you the, the support that you needed, the reason that you chose that plan. So right. keeping up to date with that is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. And the final one here, Bill, not realizing that you may qualify for lower costs. Oh, you can get some help. There are plans. Yeah. There are plans out there. If you have a limited income, you can get uh, help with your Part B premiums under a Medicare savings program. The, you can get the Federal Extra Help program to get uh, lower costs for your Part D. There's help that you can get out there. So don't let uh, lower income get in your way. Talk to a Medicare professional. They can help you. He has unconfused us all when it comes to uh, <laughs> Medicare mistakes. By the way, if you have a question on Medicare, something like that, you can uh, email Phil, radio at safeharborlegal.com. Your favorite part of the show is coming up. The wrap-up. Any and all information provided by this radio program is for general information and entertainment purposes and is not intended to give legal advice. Listening or interacting with this radio program does not create an attorney-client relationship, and any information sent to this radio program may not be constituted as attorney-client privilege. It is important that you seek counsel and discuss your case with a competent attorney. Review your local state bar for information on each attorney you hire. Isn't it finally time to get your affairs in order? You've been putting it off and putting it off, but did you know more than 70% of retirement plans fail when families need them most? Don't let your family be one of the 70%. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions help. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will show you how to give yourself the best possible chance at a dignified retirement and the best possible chance for peace of mind for your whole family. That means no running out of money from uncovered long-term care costs or extravagant death taxes. No being forced out of your home against your wishes and never becoming a burden on your loved ones. Don't let a lack of planning spoil your retirement or your family's future. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you won't have to worry about being one of the 70% that fail. Let the folks at Safe Harbor Legal Solutions show you how to set your family up for success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. How confident are you in your estate plan? Confident enough to know you won't run out of money from uncovered long-term care costs? Confident enough to know you won't be forced out of your home against your wishes? Confident enough to know you'll never become a burden on your loved ones? If you aren't 100% confident in your estate plan, it's not the plan for you. Don't risk it and don't wait until it's too late. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions help. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will make sure you can lead a dignified retirement and offer your family peace of mind. So you'll never have to worry about exorbitant expenses, being forced from your home, or becoming a burden. And if you don't have an estate plan yet, the attorneys at Safe Harbor Legal Solutions are there to guide you. Put your plan in place today so you can prepare yourself and your family for the future, no matter what it holds. Safe Harbor Legal will show you exactly how to set your family up for success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. Did you know that if you have a will, your spouse will probably have to take your estate through probate after you die? That's right. A will is designed to take your estate through probate. That means your spouse will be responsible for paying your final tab after you pass. 
Probates are usually a minimum of $5,000 and take at least six months to complete. But we've all heard those horror stories about probates that cost way more and take way longer than that. If you want to learn how to avoid one of these fiascos when you or your spouse passes, then reach out to Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will guide you through a plan that reduces the risk of financial burden on the loved one you leave behind. Don't set your spouse up for failure. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you can keep your spouse from having to go through probate after you pass. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions show you how to set your family up for future success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. And we're back on uh, our final segment here on the Aging Hour, brought to you by Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. I'm Bill Davis, and uh, my friend, Elder Law Attorney Phil George, uh, is with us. You got a, uh, a topic, a question? Uh, sure, he'll be happy to answer it. Radio at safeharborlegal.com. That's radio at safeharborlegal.com. We'll do it on a future episode. And uh, your favorite segment, you get to um, well, you get to put all this in a big box and a big bow, right? We get to wrap it up. Yep. Yeah. So uh, what did we talk about today? We talked about a lot of good stuff today. Um, I I really liked the the question that I got from those folks in Oak Harbor when they just wanted to know basically, you know, what happens if we don't have legal documents? So we got a chance to walk through exactly what that looks like. Bill got to watch me pull out my hair as I talked about what happened. Do your planning, folks. Don't let the... Okay, Bill. All right. I'll still calm down. Nice. Uh, but no, do your planning. Um, don't leave it up to somebody else. Don't leave it up to the government. The government has a plan for you if mm-hmm. you don't want to plan for yourself. And believe me, you would much rather have your own plan than, than work would, with whatever yeah. they've got I, for you. I would think so. Uh, yeah. Uh, the next one, we talked about retirement risks that we needed to avoid. Uh, we learned a new word, tedium. Uh, yeah. You know, that was a big one there. And we also talked about the the mistakes that people make when it comes to Medicare. Uh, like we discussed, the open enrollment periods coming up here real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talked about those kind of uh, 10 mistakes that people make. Um, and it puts them kind of behind the eight ball a little bit when it comes to Medicare. So mm-hmm. a lot of information in this show. Yeah. By the way, the show is available uh, as a podcast yes. at kgmind.com and other places. All sorts of places. Anywhere yeah. you get your podcasts online, you can go to Spreaker, you can go to iHeartRadio, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can probably just Google the Aging Hour and find it online that way. And very soon you will be able to find links to it on my website, uh, safeharborlegal.com. Gotcha. Safeharborlegal.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, yeah, we covered about, uh, about it's important to have legal documents, mm-hmm. uh, retirement risk, mm-hmm. Medicare mistakes. Yes. What does all this mean? You know, it, it really means that you can't just look at one area of your life if you want to do planning. You can't just, you can't just think to yourself, oh, you know, I've got, a, I've got a will and that's all I'm going to do. Or you can't just think to yourself, oh, you know, well, I, I talked to my financial planner today. Mm-hmm. I got a big pile of money. Now I'm just going to walk away from it. And I, I don't need to do any more planning. That's what really sets people up for a horrible, horrible retirement, or probably better said, it sets your family up for your horrible retirement because yeah, right. they're going to be the ones that end up having to kind of pull the levers and push the buttons to make sure you're okay if something happens to mm-hmm. you. But, you know, it really comes down to, you know, do you want to have, uh, you know, a situation where the government makes all the decisions for you? They decide where your assets to go, get to go. They get to decide who, who ends up making decisions for you? Or do you want to make those plans for yourself and set your family up for success so that you can avoid becoming that burden on them? So you can avoid running out of money due to uncovered long-term care or costs. Or probate, maybe? Or probate, or mm-hmm. debt taxes. Yeah. So that you can avoid getting you know pulled out of your own home and getting shoved into a nursing home. Yeah. Right. All of these things are very avoidable if you do your planning correctly. Mm-hmm. You just have to actually you know do the planning. Well, I know that you, uh, Phil George, always mm-hmm. talk about uh, a life planning and yeah. b the the uh, the stat that scares me so much yeah. uh, are those who yeah. usually fail in planning. And what, what does that come to? So seventy percent. So first of all, this only twenty five percent of families out there actually do planning. Okay, of that twenty five percent. Seventy percent of them actually fail with their retirement plans, yeah. uh, and this doesn't include the people who don't plan. This right, is, this is the this is seventy percent of the twenty five percent exactly end up failing. Exactly, wow. and that's because they go online and get their will, and they do the zoom zoom thing, right? right? Or you know, they they talk to their neighbor, and their neighbor you know gives them something that they pulled offline, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a recipe for just a, a disaster. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't go and buy your car, uh, you know, that your neighbor had made. There's right. no reason to. 
did right. buy a plan from them. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's really what you know life planning is all about. How do I plan in a cohesive manner so that I can incorporate all these different aspects of my life? You know, do I want to do I want to be as independent as long as possible? Studies show that just having a geriatric doctor on your team as you get older, as you're over 65, means you're you're 40 percent less likely to actually need in-home care when you get older. It doesn't mean you live longer, but having that specialist, a geriatric doctor, um, means that people are staying in their home and being independent longer. Mm -hmm. And nobody knows or talks about these things for housing. Right. If your housing goal is that you want to stay in your own home until the very end, you want to take your last breath in your same bed you've always slept in surrounded by your family um that's great but if the next thing you say to me is that your house has five floors right and your bedroom is on the top floor Mm -hmm. um you're not being very realistic about your housing situation you know unless you have enough money to put in an elevator or something like that so having that plan in place to actually make that goal of staying in your own home until the end um is incredibly important uh, okay, so you're an elder law attorney, Phil yeah. George, with us. Um, the oh, aging yeah. hour, safe harbor legal solution. So you're the elder law attorney. Yes. So uh, you know you you can you know go into uh, in, into probate. You can uh-huh. go into the the POAs. You uh-huh. can go to the legal documents. Yeah. But you you also talk about uh, health and the housing and all that. So yeah. with your business and what you do when people yeah. come to you. Okay, so you've got the legal right. stuff down yeah. pat. Do you then contact other experts or other people who know about the other things that these folks need to know about? And then you put that plan into place? That's exactly right. And so what we end up doing, you're right. I'm not not an accountant. I'm not a financial planner. I'm not a a doctor. Right. Um, But what I do— You're kind of the quarterback, right? Exactly. Or the point guard. You know, what I do is I help people. If you come in, you talk to me about your goals for each of these different situations. You tell me what you'd like to see happen in your retirement. And then we talk through these options. This is what's available for you out there in these mm-hmm. different places, the health, the housing, the finances. Um, we use professionals. I give you a list of professionals. If right. you tell me that you need a financial planner, I give you a list of financial planners. Mm-hmm. I give you a list of questions to ask the financial planners. You go out, you find one that you like to talk to, you mm-hmm. get your questions answered. You bring those questions back to the office, and then we synthesize the answers to well, those questions in your plan. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. And mm-hmm. so it really is taking that, you know, they, they call... Uh, attorneys, counselors. Uh, and that's really what I'm doing when it comes to the health and the housing and the finance. I'm counseling you through those questions, those questions mm-hmm. that you have, uh, you know, how best to make sure that the answers you receive, um, you know, work with the rest of your plan so that you can really have something cohesive to put you in the best position to retire. And then when that happens, when uh-huh. somebody passes or when, so, when you know, they got the plan in place mm-hmm. and then they need your, uh, something happens, yeah. then they need you, they call let me make sure I got this right. Huh? They, they call you yeah. and then you press the button. Right. And put everything into motion. It, it's almost like setting up a bunch of dominoes. If you have this done correctly, uh-huh. um, you've got the dominoes all laid out. And then when something happens, you flip over the first domino so that the plan lays out. Nice. And what yeah. I l- really like to do with people is to give you the opportunity, like you said, to come in, to ask those questions. If we do a plan with you, if we set these things up, I want to give your family a reason or uh, uh, the ability to call back in, ask questions, get direction without having to worry about the meter running. Right. So it's something that you kind of cover up front so your family can actually ask questions and not worry about that meter running later. So if you got uh, a, a subject or a question uh, for Phil, radio at safeharborlegal.com. That's how you can get a hold of him. What uh, what would you cover? With Everything that has to do with aging, Medicare, Medicaid. We talk about Social Security benefits, veterans benefits, aging parents, wills, trusts, probate, senior housing, geriatric doctors like we just talked about. Anything that has to do with aging. Nice. Uh, the uh, name of the show is The Aging Hour, and it is brought to you by Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. And as always, thank you so much, folks, for bringing us into your life. And don't forget to tune in next Saturday at 1. Don't set your family up for failure in your retirement. Let us show you how to set your family up for success. I'll see you next week, buddy. You know you will. Phil George, Elder Law Attorney, Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. It is The Aging Hour on KGMI. Oh, and uh, by the way, up after uh, CBS News, uh, the the RM World Travel Show, especially if you're thinking about uh, making a trip somewhere. That's all coming up next on KGMI.